0: I'm confused. <laughs> if, and what's new? If I get vaccinated, do I have to wear a mask? Yes.
1: Uncle, M- Uncle, what? Daddy, no. Uncle
0: Daddy said so. No! <laughs> no! Oh yeah. Hey y'all, welcome to Cross Politic on the Fight Laugh Feast Network. Glad to have you guys here on our Sunday special, Pastor Toby Chalk Knox. I'm the Water Boy. It's good to be with you guys. Hey, we got Dr. J Batachario. Yes, we do. You or- guys do not want to miss. That interview with Dr. J, he was very helpful. Yes, like, on all the Delta variant vaccinations, coronavirus, the spread. It's like it's like a master class with Dr. J yeah. on all things
2: COVID, vaccines, yeah. masks. And,
0: and, yeah, I did my usual. I asked him a couple dumb questions that really. I, I needed, didn't think your questions th- were dumb. Man. They were They, they dumb. needed to be asked. There's no, no dumb know, questions. It, it, it's it, only it, dumb people who it, ask questions. <laughs>
1: talking about. So
0: feel better. So So I am dumb. The questions weren't dumb though. Uh, You see how I followed that? (laughs) So become a member today. (laughs) So you can can help Gabe not be dumb. Okay. (laughs) Uh, Also you get a hundred dollars
2: off at the politics of sex conference coming up in Nashville. Hey we got a drum roll. We got a drum roll. Uh, roll? I'm coming with another one of our SWAT talks. You ready? Hustle up. No, it's not. It's so not we, we got Sheologians coming. We got Nancy Wilson coming.
0: I got it. Who else did we announce? Sheologians. Darren Doan. Darren Doan. We did, yeah.
1: We Uncle, did. Gary. Uncle
0: Gary. Uncle Jason Farland.
1: Uncle Gary. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Oh, yeah.
0: Yeah. And announcing today...
2: Jeff Schaefer and Ben Merkel Ooh. Contemporary Sex Law and the Abolition of Man. Mm. Wow. Silver. Hallelujah. Gold, <laughs> Hallelujah. So Good. Jeff hallelujah. Schaefer when
0: he gave me that topic, uh, that was his title yeah. for for yeah. them. I was so Ben Merkel's
2: president of New Saint Andrews College. Yep. Jeff Schaefer is a former um, ADF yep. lawyer, yep. Alliance uh, right. for defending mm-hmm. defending for any mm-hmm. freedom, Message. and he is actually mm-hmm. about to come on at New Saint Andrews College at their Law and Policy Institute.
0: That's right. That's um, right, man. So where
2: do you go, Toby. Tra- we're, we're, NSA wants to not only train you to be have a full orb liberal arts worldview, right. but train you to engage politically. At their Law and Policy Institute. So come meet Jeff Schaefer um, and Ben
1: Merkel. Contemporary sex law and the abolition of man. Uh, I can't. Jeff Schaefer? He's smart. He's there a ninja. Is. He real smart. No, 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 no.
2: Better than that. He's a Jedi. He's, yeah, he's, he's not is. dumb.
1: Jedi master. <laughs> yeah. The dude is
2: amazing. Hey, in our beautiful hometown of Moscow, Idaho, Herber Automotive is looking for Christians to join forces and wage war together on broken cars. Uh, That's hilarious. Since Adam's (laughs) fall, cars have been suffering at the hand of the second law of thermodynamics. That's Uh, true. Starting with that very first Eden Model 1. It's kind of
0: like genetic entropy. Huttered out of the garden. Car entropy. Paul,
2: Paul said that all creation groans, and he never even heard a poor car owner on the side of the road with a steaming engine. At Herber Auto, you'll work to make auto repair fun for customers with... I don't know how bouncy castles work. Anyways, motorcycle cruises and honest service. That part I understand. Most importantly, you'll work alongside Christians to show entropy, the Uno reverse card. (laughs) I love that. Urban Auto is looking for a shop manager and a service rider and is always looking for resumes from qualified and experienced technicians who are ready to battle with the forces of evil. They're hiring. Or at least... Metal fatigue Yeah They have two positions To fill at competitive salaries Send your resume To business At Erber E-R-B-E-R
0: Auto They're gonna get it .com. Tell they're people me. the truth You can't handle the truth
1: They Had four on there When we started Rating this earlier they now just down to two They've already is, that, high, is that right down to
0: two. Oh they're, wow they're, they're Our ads are working <laughs> <laughs> It's like Biden reverse It's like biting on the economy It's like We're the ooh, best economy ooh, ever Oh yeah, so so I am really confused about the messaging that's coming out of the White House about it's not just you. is it not hey, just it's me? Not I just, just, I mean,
3: you. just listen more carefully, Gabe. The CDC is saying they have concluded <laughs> oh. that fully vaccinated people are at a very very low risk of getting COVID-19. Therefore, if you've been fully vaccinated you no longer need to wear a mask. Oh, there you go. You're well, a lined, dog faced pony soldier. <laughs> if you are fully vaccinated, you no longer need to wear a mask. So that was
2: May. That, that was, was May. back in May, May 17th. And, and then he gave a
3: press conference on Thursday. Today I want to talk to you about COVID-19. Oh.
4: It's Maybe a the map. best way
3: to start is in a significant part of the country, you wouldn't have to take one of these off. You don't have to put one on. Oh. Like in my home state of Delaware, where I live in Newcastle County, where I was yesterday in Pennsylvania because people got vaccinated. Oh, oh, they got vaccinated. So they don't have you to wear a mask, a mask when you, the majority, the vast majority of people got vaccinated.
0: There you go. Mr. President, you said if you're fully vaccinated, you no longer need to wear a mask. And it seems I have said fully
3: vaccinated in an area where we do not have. Let me clarify in May
0: made it sound like a
4: vaccine okay, was the true. ticket to losing the mask forever. and that, it that is true at the time because I thought
3: there were people who were going to understand that getting vaccinated made a gigantic difference. And what happened was very came along, they did get vaccinated, it was spread more rapidly, and people more people were getting sick. That's well, the my dog-faced pony soldier.
1: <laughs> this still doesn't answer the question. No. But, but that was also in the same. Con- that was in like thirty-six <laughs> minutes of the conference. So at the beginning of the conference, he starts off yeah. with people who wear masks. If they had this vaccine, they wouldn't have to be putting these on or off. Right. By the way, isn't he vaccinated? That's what I thought. But didn't he just pull it on and off? That's what I thought. I'm not that stupid. Now listen. No. Now listen. There's a lot of people who don't like me. That I'm, I'm pretty pretty. Everything I get is fine. <laughs>
5: everything is fine. <laughs> that Jedi
1: mind trick.
5: Every, everything. <laughs>
2: yeah.
1: It's not though. I mean, he's he's dis. In that moment, himself is not, you know, I'm just looking at this and I'm thinking to myself, this is it. Forget my political positions. This is an absolute PR nightmare. Yeah.
5: That's if right, I right.
1: want to convince mm-hmm. someone not to wear a mask. I don't do it by saying, "Hey, once you get vaccinated, you won't have to wear this mask and then walk around everywhere with the mask
2: on." <laughs> Science is a process. Mm. You're, you're thinking of it as being
1: fixed,
0: <laughs> like, like a white person. maybe? Yes, <laughs> yeah. yes,
1: I am thinking of it as being fixed. you know gravity fixed.
0: Um, <laughs> no,
2: it's it's not that simple.
1: Oh,
0: yeah, you've you're, you're uh, sorry. Well, when we got we got clowns in charge of the whole. The whole circus here. Did you say anything else useful? Uh, Well, what scares me is where this is going. Okay. Okay.
3: So today, I'm calling on all states and local governments to use funding they have received, including from the American Rescue Plan, to give $100 to anyone who gets fully vaccinated. Oh. I know the pain, people who get vaccinated, it might sound unfair to folks who've gotten vaccinated already. (laughs) But here's the deal. That's funny. If incentives help us beat this virus... I believe we should use them. We all benefit if we can get more people vaccinated.
1: Yep. So wait, wait, hold on. Hey, hey so American Rescue Plan—that was bailout money, right? Like that, yeah. that was like yeah. stimulus, people, money. stimulus money. Stimulus money. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Whatever. Stimulus money because the government shut down everybody, right? That was stimulus money. The government. Right. How does that get the approval to get reallocated to people who want to go get a vaccine? How does? What what legislation? Everything is fine. Mm-hmm. Everything is fine. You know what? They keep telling me that. I'm going to start keeping my That's rifle it. by my side. <laughs> <laughs> this is,
0: yeah, yeah, this I, is the theme of the show. The, the, everything's, every, everything's fine. Everything's okay. Everything's fine. Everything's Look fine. Look into my eyes. <laughs> but I mean, but I'm,
1: honestly, like, how do you get that? Just to, take
2: mm-hmm. the money. Just take the, you know, mm-hmm. what do they? What do you call it when, you know, I mean, it's almost like, I don't know, like he's dangerously close to, I mean, this is bribe money. Yeah. It's like him telling you like. Good pro quo? I don't know. Like, yeah. Quid pro quo I mean, I mean you, is, can, is he, the, is he a, like An American pimp
1: <laughs> Well <laughs> You said the government So pretty much I mean
2: like you know, Here's your money You know yeah.
1: th- There was a time Where the, the, the government what Had uh, people over People were the thing That the government served Now it seems like right. the, We yeah. serve the government right, right. And so that's not you How it's supposed to You what that means
5: though
2: Knox so, You know whose fault this is it's I ours. hate what you're it's be Ours. Answering. Yep, that's right. right. Okay,
1: next clip. <laughs>
5: Before he start preaching on this, Every- everything is federal fine. government
3: employee will be asked to attest to their vaccination status. Oh, anyone who does not attest or is not vaccinated will be required to uh, two mask, <laughs> no matter where they work. Test one or two times a week to see if they've ac- they've ac- acquired COVID. Wow. Socially distance. And generally, will not be allowed to travel for work. Oh. Well. Likewise, today, I'm directing my administration to take steps to apply similar standards to all federal contractors. Ooh! If you want to do business with the federal government, get your workers vaccinated. Yep. This is horrible. What is this stuff? In the words of
1: Rod Martin,
0: here's, here's the thing: we get a lot of people emailing us asking us about the vaccine my employers enforcing it or and and now we've had some military people start talking to us about about this because the federal government is going to look like it looks like they're going to require the military to get vaccinated yeah and it's not a it's not a sin to get vaccinated right but at the same at the same time there's certain i think muscles you need to be working or using when you go to make these decisions that's right you don't want to just get vaccinated because they're forcing you to do it, or, or take, you, you got to think can through. Ask, can I ask another question? Because I agree yeah. with you,
1: it's not a sin if you decide or you choose that you want to make this decision. Yeah, you think vaccinated. this is best for you?
0: And Dr. But J later in the interview was you, very helpful about he was, that. He was very, very helpful about the question vaccine. that yep. I
1: have though. Is it a sin for them to be able to force you to do it? Oh yes. See that's that's the that's the real question. Right. So I'm not questioning a friend of mine who decides to get vaccinated. Well, at we all. might disagree on that. Right. Listen, I've I've already been through the process. My immune system, yep. it's it's gonna be all right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. I can handle and, the variant. And, 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 and I'm yeah. probably strong. Probably strong. Exactly. Yeah, um. And so, but the question is is yeah. not whether or not you choose to have. No, no go do what you want to do. Make wise decisions with your family. Love yeah. your family the way the best way you can. My mom. Yeah. But it's
2: it's not love. I'm sorry. you gonna. I'm just say My mom. I'm, she's at risk. I rest. always stop when you start talk, <laughs> talking about.
1: mama, Shannon had a. This mama Sherry, uh, yeah. uh, I'm listening. You know, she um, she got vaccinated, and yeah. I understand yeah. why she did it. Yeah. I, I disagree with her, but that's my mama. I love her. And yeah. If This is gonna be it. They better not do nothing crazy, my mama. They're <laughs> gonna have a, a war on it. <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? But is it but is it wrong for the government to require people who work for them and the entities that they're over yeah, right. to be vaccinated? Right. Yes. that's wrong. Yeah. So then, so right now with DeSantis, oh, we're gonna go there with DeSantis. He's telling companies that they can't require their employees to be vaccinated. Uh-huh. You know, he, he's pushing the other way. And he's, yep. So is he wrong for doing that? And I was like, yes, because private entities should be able to control
0: and make their own with companies, right. Right? right?
1: The government, is it in the same situation? I want to say
2: no, because the uh, the, the government is a – public entity, entity it's not a private entity mm. right Me- meaning again back to the mm. point we are that guy's boss that right. oh, oh okay right. mess bars we are that guy's boss right. And and, the, the bars. and 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 we have a bunch of employees, <laughs> yeah, right, <laughs> running around like mm. a bunch of clown show.
1: Mm-hmm. You know, that
2: think they that they think they're our bosses, right? Mm-hmm. The CDC is is not our boss,
1: right? Right. The right.
2: the federal government is not our boss, but um, but I, yeah, I agree with you. I think the government as a public entity does not have the right to tell a private entity like mm-hmm. a private business how to run their private business. Yeah. If a private business wants to require something they can, they, right. the, they should have the freedom to do that, even if it's stupid.
1: Yeah. Right, um, right.
2: And, and if it's
0: you know h- harmful,
2: then you, you know you can appeal that, yeah. potentially, yeah. or quit and leave and go do, right. do something else. Right.
0: Yeah. But here's who I want to speak to, is the, the, the military veteran who's in the yeah. military right yeah. now. Kick, and, and, kick. And he's going to have to, exactly. You've got to kick. Because even if, let's say, you know obviously you're in contact with your pastor, you're getting help from your elders and counsel and all that stuff, but even if you decide to get the vaccine, being in the military, do it in such a way that you're exercising those kicking muscles. Because if you don't Kick there, right. you aren't going to kick down the road here. Well, you right. Aren't going to yeah, kick. your and, and then we're exactly, and then we're singing Dave. psalms in the middle of a parking lot, and we're getting arrested yeah. for it. Like right. we, right?
2: Because you're a dangerous. Like threat. something led to that moment, That's right? right? You know, something. They, they are only doing what we are allowing them to do. That's, That's right. right. That, that, That's right. We we are standing for this. If they, mm-hmm. if we stand this, if we mm-hmm. let it go, if we yes. let it stand. Mm-hmm. Um, they, they will keep doing it. Mm-hmm. And frequently, what they do is, of course, you'll have some crazy. You know, at a, at a press conference, suggest something insane, yeah, and and the Biden administration be like, well, we're not sure about that, yeah. right, right. But as soon as they realize that no one's freaking out and lighting their hair on fire, and they saying, tested that, yeah, it's beta testing yeah. is all they're doing, and mm. then and then six weeks later, six months later, That's they're right. like, we decided that the best science shows that you have to do
0: this now. You have to wear a and, mask and what, and be vaccinated. And what they know is yep. based
2: on the early. Uh, test indications, beta testing—they yep. know they'll go for it so yeah. because
1: because you didn't kick. So we so we showed everybody that we're willing to roll over yeah. Yeah. for this next round. Yeah, that's so right.
2: stop, mm-hmm. stop now. Yep. Tell them no.
0: Throw a fit. Uh, Do, you know, tweet I, I, tweet it out. Yeah, I mean, Get on Facebook. You, you, let everybody no, push back on you. every every forum and channel you have. Push
2: keep, back. Keep the fruit of the spirit. Yeah, that's but right. remember, it's not loving your neighbor to let your neighbor sin.
1: Mm-hmm. You know,
2: and your neighbors who are doing coercive things. Are sinning.
1: Maybe it might be a good time for churches who are deciding this time that they're not going to because they saw last time it wasn't right to do. And for they real, repented, say, hey, you know what? We're going to talk to our city council. Yep. We're going to talk to our sheriff, and we're right. going to let them know we ain't doing it. We ain't doing it. Yep. Yep. We ain't
5: doing
2: it. And and you are in sin to require this. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. The, the under you
0: are under the Lord Jesus Christ. Right. That's where you got your authority mm-hmm. from. It's sinful. And so uh, the reason why this is why we're talking this way is because it's, it's happening again. Right. Here's here's the states right now where all the where all the masks where they're requiring masks right now. So we have mask requirements back in Washington, California, New York. That's right. And and what's funny about this map is you have the states where mask mandates have now been banned, okay. including <laughs> Texas, yeah. where Governor Abbott the literally the yeah. governor required it. Yeah, in mm-hmm. Texas, and then he went and signed an executive order this last week saying, "I'm going to um, sign an executive order banning uh, businesses." From requiring masks, so so he's doing the same. (laughs) So again, he's so again, he's doing the same thing he did. Welcome to conservatives, yeah, doing stuff that's stupid. He said you can't require your employees to wear masks, right?
2: Yeah, yeah, see that's but mm. because you're confusing again, governments.
0: You're you're not over a private business. And last year, Governor Abbott required businesses to require employees to wear masks. masks. Right. All right. Go ahead. You go, you no, go ahead. No, okay, no, no. Okay. I'm, I'm going to keep going here. Now, I'm going um, to <laughs> Joe, uh, Joe Biden referenced this. I, I think we missed the video or something. But Joe Biden referenced this in, the press of, conference. in his press conference. He said basically the hot spots mm. he defined as 50 cases for every 100,000 people.
1: According to the CDC.
2: According, According sure, to the
0: CDC, I'll, he was quoting. I'm pretty sure a kindergartner just drew this one. But well, it's like, you said but if your CDC standard, you so all the one. places in red are where the breakout is supposedly or the new Delta variant. And, I like or, the or color the, red too. Yeah. And, <laughs> and so he defined it as for every 50 cases that, uh, for per 100,000. Yeah. And it's kind of like, man, if you set your standards so low, no wonder the whole U.S. map is red. Well, hold right. on. Right. Th- right.
1: Th- but forget, what is the standard? Because if it was something that was actually extremely dangerous or, you know, like, oh, wow, right. you know, this is, then right. I can understand having a low. But, Infection
0: rate But, but I, I'm wondering I mean look at it? Nevada Look at all the bo- No population this in Nevada And this all, all the, all but, the hot spots <laughs> In Nevada
1: Actually Because there are Only 10 people there Exactly <laughs> Have you been noticing Like on MSNBC And other news channels um, They are not talking About the deaths Of the virus You don't see any Calculation anymore Of right. people who are Dying because every day Because deaths
2: Have plummeted Right Lower than it's been In They're months. only
1: counting Now yeah. I saw this On a few of them they're only, Especially on the Liberal left ones They're only counting Now those people Who have been vaccinated Right They're only mm-hmm. So this many Millions of people Have been vaccinated Right. Mm-hmm. This more to go
2: hospitalizations plummeting this is the thing people christians you've got to ask the questions it's it's actually interesting there's this mit study that came out last january that i saw just getting shared around again i'm sure it got shared before Mm -hmm. um mit researchers quote infiltrated a covid skeptics community Probably ours, <laughs>
0: like on Facebook or something. I don't know. Yeah, it's some, a, few, a, few a COVID ago. skeptic community. Yeah, That's great. and,
2: and here's some quotes from their from their report. This is MIT. Most fundamentally, the groups that we studied believe that science is a process, not an institution. Like a priesthood. It's not a priesthood. Yeah,
0: it's not. It's not the CDC. Science is not the CDC. That's great. That's true.
2: Indeed, anti-maskers often reveal themselves to be more sophisticated in their understanding of how scientific knowledge is socially constructed than their ideological adversaries (laughs) who espouse naive realism about the objective truth of public health data. That's true. Okay. In in other words. Naive realism. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, in other words, anti-maskers value unmediated access to information and privilege personal research and direct reading over expert interpretations. That's
1: I'm starting hilarious. to get insulted a little bit. Here. <laughs> no, I, I'm
2: actually being. I, I feel like I'm being affirmed. Well, I, well it's, <laughs> that's exactly right. I mean, it's
1: members, Well,
5: it's, it's objective. Me. They found me. But it's that's member, but no.
1: But that's supposed to be an insult. That's what I mean. Like. Right. Yeah. but if what has something changed in the world and nobody told me? It's yeah.
2: It's members value individual initiative and ingenuity, trusting scientific analysis only insofar as they can replicate it themselves by accessing and manipulating the data firsthand.
0: You mean yeah, like gravity? Yeah, right? right. They, so you remember the Smithsonian? Smith?
2: I told you. can't I? can't, I, I, can't right? I do what, that? What is it, it? My fault. We can have him say it again. I don't no. know.
0: Smithsonian. Are you uh, done? What is my problem? No, go ahead. Remember, this is sometime last year, 2020. Yeah. Uh, yeah. They came out with this infographic on white culture. Right. Like, this is the the, the how white culture functions, right. how white culture thinks, how they live, right. and how they work. Emphasis on scientific met- method. Objective, rational, linear
2: thinking. Cause and effect relationships. Quantitative emphasis. No, it's... it's ex-
0: That's hilarious. That's... That's how white so, culture thinks. So
2: this is so. This is. But this is. I remember so this the graph. reason we're against masking and COVID mandates is because, because white culture. We're white.
1: Um, I don't know how whoever did this. Uh, I want to. I want to flog. <laughs> because this is probably some of the most yeah. racist things you could be saying. I mean, it,
2: it, there's the, re- this, the rest of this would cut off. But like um, Christian values is were, on this. Yeah, Judeo-Christian values. Yeah. Protestant, Protestant, where's a, where's Protestant work ethic.
1: Yeah. Where's the family? Oh, there it goes right, right. there. Yep. Husband. Family
2: fi- wait a second. Breadwinner and head of household. I'm white. Yeah. <laughs> Wife <laughs> is a homemaker and subordinate to the husband. Children should have... About having their own rooms, I don't Have believe that. own rooms? I'm not white. I'm not white. <laughs> I put them all in the same room. bunk like, beds around the walls. Why?
1: Why does imperialism all of a sudden goes to Im- what empiricism? Empiricism. Yeah. Why does that become white? Why does yeah. showing up to work on time become? Because because
2: it assumes there's a god. It, it assumes how is there's, that white? Creator god. <laughs> Well yeah, no no I know, I know, no well, an no I know. Of god. no an objective god no but that's the point that was god created the world in such a way that it's orderly and you can study it you can learn from history they say this actually if you keep going down it says they white culture focuses on history yeah which is cods, which is western civilization cause, particularly cause and effect relationships yeah. thing that ha- things that happen a certain way mm-hmm. are likely to happen a certain way again mm-hmm. okay all of that though is fundamentally grounded in god that there is a God and he yep. created the world and it's orderly. The mm-hmm. only alternative is evolution and Darwinism. Everything is random mutation. Yes right. Okay? That's that's all you have. And that's, you know, why why do we object to the way things are being done, because they want science to be a priestly caste. That's right. That tells you know the,
0: an institution
2: that delivers. Yes, delivers mm-hmm. fiats from on high. It's yep. like a new Mount Sinai. Listen to us, CDC, yep. and and you just have to submit and obey. But but the thing is, is it's irrational. Yeah. God actually respects our minds. Right. We do believe him. We do trust him. But he gives us signs to believe. He gives us word. He gives us miracles. He gives us a scripture. He gives us the gospel.
0: Amen. And he Amen. gives us
2: the world around us. And he expects and objective us, truth. Yes. To use. Our mm-hmm. minds study it and arrive at the truth.
1: That's a Christian assumption. Yeah, but wasn't that study supposed to be objectively given? Yeah. right. Yeah. Th- that's, you know what I mean? I like that, so how is it that they don't fall? This Everything is, is fine. Mm.
5: Everything
0: well, well, our godfather, yeah. Cuomo. Mm-hmm. Now, that's what this is. He's, it, this is what he's going to do.
3: And we have to get in those communities, and we have to knock on those doors, oh? and we have to convince people and put them in a car and <laughs> drive them. <laughs> and get that vaccine in their arm. <laughs> put them in a car.
2: i do everything for you. I put them in a car and but, we'll get them in vaccine. i do everything for
1: you. I couldn't imagine if Trump would have said something like that. Oh, I know. Well, I know. Yeah, they yeah. if if DeSantis would have said yeah. I remember there's a put clip. Them a there's, yeah. Put them in a car. Yeah. Put them in a car and get the vaccine. Go drive Go to
0: the the their car. house, knock on the door. I'm going to send in a car. the Clintons over there. <laughs> put them in, yeah, this but, is because this is absolutely because insane. when
2: you can't persuade
0: with facts, you have to coerce. Yep, and and, and just go to your house, no, pull you out of your house, put you in a car, uh, and well, pretty soon you're in China. <laughs> Too late, and you, and you disappeared. Too late. Yeah,
1: we're, we're pretty close there. to being there. Doctor J Bhattacharya coming up next. Man. If we can survive the break with the Godfather. I hope he doesn't come to your house and come get you during the break.
5: <laughs> Turn
1: out the lights. get hide out. in the basement. Get out.
4: <laughs> Cancel culture is real. Cross CrossPolitik is on the front lines of this battle with the goal of creating a Christian television network and platform where we can't be canceled and where content creators will have the freedom to glorify God. Our goal is to create a space for like-minded businesses to thrive on this platform and to reach an audience that will not only buy your products and services, but also support your business when the heat of cancel culture comes your way. We want our platform to help you create an anti-fragile business as we bring together Christians from all over the world to tune in. With millions of downloads a year, access to DirecTV, Xfinity, and social media outlets, we are excited to partner with you. So, if you own a business and believe in this vision, then you need to call me. I'm Garrison Harney, and I am the Business Development Rep at Cross Politic and the Fight Laugh Feast Network. We are looking for businesses, large or small, that not only have great products and services, but also understand that the cultural battle that is impacting the business climate here and now. I have a background in marketing, and I'd love to help you advertise your business on Cross Politic. Give me a call at 208 792 1290 or email me at Garrison at FightLaughFeast.com.
1: So in 2016 we found out that our youngest son Asher had cancer and I will just never forget crying in the lobby of the hospital on the phone with the Samaritan Ministries person on the other end who was, you know, who ended the call saying let's just pray about this.
4: When it does hit you and you really wonder what's going to happen, it worked.
0: It continues to be affordable, it works, and it pays the bills you know who's my favorite presbyterian doctor who's that (laughs) dr j (laughs) (laughs) welcome back
2: to cross politic i i always i am so grateful that we have Dr. J. Bhattacharya back on the show. Me too. Yeah, He's, man. He's famous now. You know, it's oh. one of those
0: things like what happened with Steve Dace like five years ago. He gave me a cell phone number. <laughs> well, she didn't. <laughs> <laughs> and and hey, then Steve, Dr. I, J. gave me a cell phone number and was like, hey, we're, we're buddies now. Steve,
1: I understand your pain, man. It's I kind of a one-way buddy.
0: buddy. <laughs> Bhattacharya is
2: professor of medicine at Stanford University. He's a research associate at the National Bureau of Economics Research, senior fellow at the Stanford Institute for Economic Policy Research, and at the Stanford Freeman, I don't know, I never remember how to say it, Spogley Institute. He holds <laughs> Just say it. courtesy appointments as professor in economics and health research and policy. He directs the Stanford Center on the Demography of Health and Aging. Dr. Bhattacharya's research focuses on the economics of health care around the world, with a particular emphasis on the health and well-being of vulnerable populations. Uh, His peer-reviewed research has been published in economics, statistics, legal, medical, public health, and health policy journals. He holds an MD and a PhD in economics from Stanford University. Dr. Jay, thanks for coming back on Cross Politic.
6: Thanks for having me. Delighted to be here.
2: So everybody is running around lighting their hair on fire because... of the Delta variant, or mm-hmm. are, are, should we be scared? Is this more dangerous? Why, why Why? the blow up?
6: Okay, so first a couple of facts about it. So uh, it, it, it seems like it, it probably is a little bit more infectious, maybe more, a, lot, a lot more infectious, It's hard to say. Some, some, there's differing, uh, diff- diff- differing sets of reports on this, but it's more infectious. you think that's bad news, except the fact is, two facts, one is it does not appear more deadly. Yeah. If anything, it appears probably less deadly. So, if you get the, get the Delta variant, it's it, it's less deadly to you than the than the pre, the, the old old type of the virus. Um, second fact, and this is the most important fact: if you've had COVID and recovered, or if you had the vaccine, either of the vaccines or any of the vaccines in the United States, then you are still protected against severe outcomes, bad outcomes from this disease. The severe outcomes meaning like hospitalization and death. Right. Uh, so, and, you know, it's not as trivial a number of people that have had this. So, so for instance, I, my estimate is somewhere on the order of 100 to 120 million people were infected with COVID and recovered in the United States in 2020 before the vaccine. 80, 85%, I think, somewhere on that order of elderly people who face the highest risk from COVID I'm have nice. been vaccinated. Mm-hmm. That is an enormous success. That means that what was once a disease that had a 5% infection fatality rate in the over 70 population has been turned into something much, much less deadly. So even with the Delta variant. Yeah. So, uh, and that's a great success. Now, what are the consequences of this? You can look practically like, so look at Sweden, Sweden, it, they didn't have nearly the success in vaccinations we've had
5: mm-hmm. yet, they,
6: they used all of their doses to protect the elderly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they had an enormous wave of cases in the spring Huge increase in cases, almost as much as they had in the winter, but the the deaths didn't follow. Mm. The hospitalizations didn't follow. Mm -hmm. Um, Same thing happened in the UK, or it's happening in the UK. Big wave of cases going on now, dropped actually the last last week or two, Mm -hmm. Um, but the deaths and hospitalizations didn't follow we've turned this disease that was one, that that was a 5% infection fatality rate in the over 70 into something that's much 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 less deadly and in the younger population the under 70 it's still uh it's it's you know we've vaccinated a large part of that fraction of that population as well but even before the vaccine the mortality rate was 0.05% 99.95% survival right
0: how do we know we like should, how do we know like the the delta variant um uh do we have testing to be able to distinguish the Delta variant from the standard COVID, um, you know, testing?
6: Yeah, that's a good question, Gabe. um the, the, the thing is that the normal test that people use, the you know, the nasal swab test that we've all got, gone, gone, you know, gotten used to. Not, not um, me. You'll never get used to <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> uh, the, that. That, uh, that can't distinguish the variants. But there are special studies that can sequence the entire viral genome and that can distinguish the variant from other variants. Uh, they, you don't do that routinely, but there's, there's sentinel, essentially like they do it for samples. And from the, that samples, when the, the fraction of the Delta variant in those samples grow large, they, they infer that the rest of the population is growing the rest of the
0: population. So they're well. using modeling to do this?
6: Well, no, it's, it's, it's better than modeling. So they're actually, what they're doing is they're using, um, they're using g- whole genome sequencing of the virus, but not for everybody, for, for a sample of the population. Mm-hmm. So the Delta variant, it is true, the Delta variant is spreading. Okay. Um, it's spread through UK. We know that again, from the same thing. it would be too expensive and actually not worthwhile to sequence in the same way for the whole population. It wouldn't make any sense, mm-hmm. but it does make sense to do it for sample and then infer. The modeling is, here, here's where the modeling comes in where, where it's really sort of strange that, that people rely on this still. Uh, the modeling is, well, what would happen if I were to implement a shutdown? Well, then they, they they use these models that assume that the lockdowns would have a certain effect on the disease spread. But we have no idea if that's true. Same thing with masks. If you, uh, the models assume that the masks are effective, and yet there's no randomized evidence that mask mandates are mm-hmm. effective in the way assumed by the models. No randomized
0: so, control studies for masking. Right. But there had been, like, like in the last 20 years, there have been several randomized controlled studies regarding masking just not this year
6: yeah not for COVID. so for for the flu there is i think i read i've read uh, i think 12 some studies the dozen some studies mm-hmm. on the flu uh randomized studies of mask efficacy on source control meaning whether the my mask protects you in in healthcare settings and all of them are negative right the the the, <laughs> the, the, the
1: um oh good now yeah, no, I mean, see so, what you done did
0: <laughs> uh, now wait wait um uh, would there be any difference between the flu and the coronavirus when it comes to studying the efficacy of masks?
6: It, it could be. I mean, it's possible. I mean, it, it, in, in principle, I wouldn't think so. But, but the coronavirus that, has
0: been around for a long time. It's this strand that I, – yeah, I,
6: Well, COVID, I mean, the you know, thing is, is like, you know, if you want to, to find something in science, you can draw inferences from things that are related to it, like the flu – masking effect on the flu yeah. to covid and that's i think not unreasonable but ideally what you want is a randomized study
1: mm-hmm. that's right we
6: have now been on this thing for a year and a half mm. there's been one study randomized on mask efficacy in uh, on uh, for, for covid and it was negative It found basically no statistically significant effect of mask right. mandates or ma- mask wearing on protecting you and there have been no randomized studies on source control, whether okay. masks protect everybody else. Right. Um, so the, the, I think at this point, the burden of proof has shifted to the people who are demanding that everywhere children two, two years old wear a mask. Show us the randomized evidence that it actually works for right. infection control. Right.
2: When we're talking about uh, this testing, I, I wanted to ask you about the the PCR test. There was a a little blip on the news CDC alert, uh, CDC yeah, CDC thing this last week where they were saying, um, you know, we're, we're going to
0: sunset the current PCR test. We're going to do a different
2: good? kind of PCR test, yeah. and and a bunch of people said, you know, because uh, we want to. I think the statement actually says something about distinguishing between uh, influenza, influenza mm. and COVID, and a bunch of and, and of course statistically, a bunch of the flu disappeared sort of the last year or two. Uh, is is that a? Have we been conflating influenza and COVID, or did we misunderstand, or the CDC you yeah, know, the miscommunicate? CDC, that,
6: that statement was really poorly done. They, actually, the decision on the CDC, this one actually was was the right decision. So, the PCR test that we use for for COVID, yeah, will not turn positive for the flu. It will not. Okay. That's not a, that's not a problem with it. Okay. Um, the, what the CDC was saying is, uh, when you do the PCR test for the for the for COVID, you should at the same time do the PCR test for the flu. Okay. So that we have both together, information about both together. So they're replacing the single test okay. that says only check for COVID with a test to, to check for both flu and COVID at the same time. Uh, and I think that's a, good, that's a good idea. The flu did disappear last year, uh, in the, especially in the latter half of last year, in much of the world. Mass, no mass, whatever. Yeah, uh, and it's likely to come back. It's already come back, actually, to some extent. Okay. Um, so I think tracking it is quite important from an epidemiological point. of view. So I think that that decision makes sense. It just got the the, the the press release itself by the CDC was really poorly worded. Okay, and easily misinterpreted. Well, we all know
0: we all know the flu disappeared because the masking well, uh, work was so effective. <laughs> Doctor
1: well, J, you say that it. I mean, the CDC and poor words seem to go hand in hand a lot lately, especially when they're saying that people who have been vaccinated vaccinated should be wearing masks. So how can we trust anything that they're saying?
6: I mean, there are a lot of good people who work at the CDC, a lot of scientists who care about the health of the public at large. What, what I, what I've seen though, it is that CDC has made enormous mistakes. Uh, it, 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 it's what it's the bit, the biggest mistake it's made is that it's decided that the only threat to public health is COVID.
5: Mm. Mm. And, and It's
6: just COVID lot, alone. Yeah. Yeah. And a lot of its messaging has been focused essentially on on creating, uh, I mean, I'd like I think that what they story they tell themselves is we well, got to make sure the public understands the danger, but the effect is to sow panic, and create mm. all kinds of harm that maybe I, I at least I hope they didn't didn't want. I can I can only I have to imagine that they didn't want to right, right. actually have caused. Um, so I think that's the problem. I think they're when you when you've at the very root misdiagnosed the problem. A lot of what you say is gonna is gonna sound like nonsense because you've you've you're, mm-hmm. you're coming at it from the wrong mm-hmm. you know, wrong just sort of bottom the wrong the wrong, the wrong route. So, so.
0: I want to go back to the PCR um, conversation um, over this last year. I'm I'm not a very smart guy when it comes to this kind of stuff, but I I it, it's it to me it seems like um, a lot of the information out there about the PCR test has been pretty clear, but I feel like no one's really cares about the truth in all this. So, for example, um, the PCR test, the inventor of the PCR test, um, didn't he say that it was never really meant for this kind of point in time uh, testing? And, and then secondly, uh, two, two questions here, that um, the cycle threshold of the PCR test in my state, they've been doing um, cycle thresholds up to 36 in the laboratories here. One, one laboratory was 35, the other one was 36. And as I understand it, uh, that that cycle threshold, um, that kind of magnifying of the cycle threshold is is going to be at least 80% ineffective in in finding real live coronavirus viral particles. Um, so the first one is, you know, what the, is, is this test really good for this kind of thing uh, at point in time kind of testing? And um, is the cycle threshold... Does it really matter in this conversation?
6: Yeah, so let, let me describe. So Kerry Car- Mullins, who's the inventor of the PCR test, uh, I mean, it, it's, it's an absolutely brilliant piece of scientific reasoning. It won him the Nobel Prize.
5: Yeah.
6: Um, it essentially allows you to take a small amount of genetic material and amplify it. And the way it does that is by, by the power of exponentiation. So you, 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 there's, a, there's a technique used to double the amount of genetic material Okay. Once. So if you have one viral particle in you that does nothing because you, it's just one viral particle, that's not infectious. You double it. Right. And then you, that's two. Now you have, then you double it again. Now you have four, you keep doubling. You have eight, 16, 32, 64, 128, and so mm. on until eventually you have enough that you can detect it because one viral particle you can't detect, but you know, millions of viral particles you can Right. Now the, the PCR test doesn't replicate the entire virus. It replicates a part of the virus. In fact, it, the, the way the PCR tests the standard ones, it replicates three little parts of the virus. Hmm. And um, so what it does is if it finds that uh, the, 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 the the COVID virus sequence for that little part uh, in any of those three parts, it says it's positive. Mm-hmm.
5: Okay? Mm-hmm.
6: Now, um, that is a useful thing to know, like how much of these viral fragments from people knows. But it's not the same thing as... If I have a viral fragment, that doesn't mean I necessarily pose a risk to you. Right. It could just be a viral fragment. In fact, after you've cleared the disease, often those viral fragments hang around. Yeah. And so, yeah. The, and now the cycle times are important. What are cycle times? Remember we talked about doubling?
5: Uh-huh. A
6: cycle time is how many times you have to double before the test turns positive.
5: Mm. Okay. So
6: if you have like thousands and thousands or millions of viral particles already in you, you only need to do a couple, a few doublings before you get enough that you can detect it.
5: Right. Mm-hmm.
6: If you have one, then you have to do a lot of doublings. Um, so the, the doubling times, it turns out, to correlates very strongly with how infectious are you. Mm-hmm. If you need a lot of doubling, that means originally you had very little genetic material in you, right. then you're not actually a danger to anybody. Right. If you need a few doublings, then you might be. And it turns out that is really important if you want to understand what the PCR test means. The PCR test... Uh, is good for certain things, interpreted properly. But to use it to track the, if, how dangerous the virus is in the population at large without this kind of caveat is, I think, irresponsible. It creates fear mm. when instead we should be creating understanding.
1: So, so could we be looking at, with the PCR testing, we really c- could be looking at false numbers. And, and I'm not saying nefariously, but we, we could be looking at false numbers because people are trying their best to... To, to stop something they think is dangerous,
6: yeah. I mean that's the that's the rationale that I've heard from from the public health officials. That well, yeah, we we recognize that a lot of these cases are not actually dangerous to the population at large because they're Ugh. not infectious. But we want to make sure that we capture every case, so we can use it to you know isolate people, quarantine them, and so on. The problem is like there's there's harms to that. Right? Yeah, you create panic in the population at large. You un- unnecessarily ask people to self-quarantine when it doesn't do any good for the public health uh it it it, there are uh, you close down schools businesses uh you you send people to jail for not for singing hymns in the
0: in public i mean it is bars (laughs) (laughs) yeah Wouldn't, wouldn't that also inflate the death total too if they're doing if these pcr tests are over wouldn't it over inflate the death total numbers
6: uh, so the death the, the death numbers are uh, not necessarily. It depends on how you assign the cause of death. Uh-huh. That, that's a whole nother With or from,
0: all that stuff. Yeah.
1: Yeah, Dr. Yeah, J, yeah. I got to tell you, that's probably the clearest I've ever heard that explained yes, when it comes to really the PCR
5: testing. Yes. Thank you for that. Yeah, this is a
1: I, master.
2: I, this has been a master class no, it, with Dr. It, J <laughs> <laughs> on cross politics. No, Join I, the club. <laughs> <laughs> you know? so,
1: so with that, I feel like now I can trust you to even ask you more questions right now. Are you going to uh, ask him about the vaccine? Yeah, that's what I'm going to okay, ask him I, about. That's what I
2: want. I want a master class on the vaccine. Yeah, I really
1: want to understand and know your perspective on the vaccine. Vaccine. What do you think about it? Should we trust it? Is it snake oil? Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, I,
6: I think uh, I think it's a good vaccine. It's not a perfect vaccine, but it's a good vaccine. And t- to me, uh, in medicine, what I've what I've was trained to learn, think about, and learn, and th- what the, my philosophy of it is: every medicine you apply, every vaccine you apply, there's going to be some harms and some benefits. And you always have to think for different people, what are those harms and what are those benefits? It's always, there's no medicine that doesn't have some potential harm. Okay. Every single one of them does. It's always, will the benefits, are they worth the potential harms?
5: Okay.
6: Now, for me, if you think about the data on COVID, the harms to someone who is older or in a vulnerable situation, like, you know, have has diabetes or something. And and a, COVID, getting COVID, it poses a very serious danger. 5% mortality rate is a very high mortality rate for the over seventy. Um, And so the vaccine, uh, if it's if it's you can tolerate a small level of Mm. side effects if you're avoiding that harm. Mm -hmm. And so for the older population, I think it's a no-brainer. The vaccine is is safe enough that, it, that it, it overwhelmingly would benefit someone who's in that vulnerable category. So that's and, why I've been very strongly in favor of the vaccine for the vulnerable.
0: And you define that as like 70 or older or 60 or older? What do you mean the older population? 60,
6: 50. Yeah. I, I would even include someone who's like 30 or 40 and that's so scared of the disease that they can't live their life. Mm. Uh, okay. Right? Because the psychological harms are real yeah uh so so I think uh, I think so i i think that that's the and it's always it should always be a personal decision between you and your physician and uh, to dis to, to make that decision are the harms worth the worth the benefit? now now let me talk about what the evidence is for the harms right um it looks like the evidence that, that and I, I work with i've worked with the fda for some, almost a decade now on vaccine safety so the the systems there's multiple systems there's one system called VAERS that's the one that's gotten all this attention yes. yeah. and because it's publicly available essentially what, what happens is you take the vaccine and you tell people you, you get a headache well you can sign on to VAERS and say I got a headache after took the vaccine or maybe somebody dies after the, that's happened right people right. die after the, but people people would die the, the, the problem is that people get headaches all the time without the vaccine people die all the time, without the
0: vaccine, yeah, with, right. with or from is a, is a fair debate. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> exactly right. <laughs> yes. uh,
6: exactly. So the, you can't. Like, there's what it does is sends up a signal that says, "Well, look, people are getting uh, people are getting uh, the the uh, people are getting clots, right. blood clots at right. high levels. Right. Uh, right. People are getting people are getting uh, uh, myocarditis after the vaccine. You throw up a flag. Right. Then what you do is then you say then you take there are other systems that try to. Compare against what the expected rate of clots are in that population. What the expected rate of, of myocarditis there are in the population
0: for the age, weight, and kind of you exactly know, those, those A kind much of... more
6: detailed study yep. is possible with vares alone because there's no control group. Right. right. Got it. Got it. That is the the re, that that's the most reliable information you can get, and that's what the FDA does. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're actually quite good at that. Mm-hmm. Um and to you now we the, the vaccine's only been around for what seven, eight months, right? Uh in the population at large. So we don't know about all of the effects. That's not possible. Uh but now millions and millions of hundreds of millions of people have had the vaccine. What, what we've learned is
5: uh
6: for sure that if you are young, especially if you're a young male, the mRNA vaccines produce high rates of myocarditis. I'd say somewhere in the range of one in five thousand to one in ten thousand. Mm. If you are uh, if a young female with the, the Johnson Johnson vaccine, you had this like higher rate of blood clots in the brain, okay. mm. right? So uh, for young people, we've identified that the vaccine. And now it's not a high. It's not a high rate. It's still very rare. Okay. Maybe one in you know, I don't know, 50,000 for the, for the blood clots, one in 5,000 for the myocarditis. Um, But, but, but there are, there are serious side effects. And of course there's less serious side effects like, you know, the, the fever, the, the, the pain on the side of injection, Um. allergic reaction, all those, uh, all those expected. It's these like serious side effects that are less expected. And then now we just, so, so uh, there's one other, which is uh, Guillain-Barre syndrome, which is a, a very serious neurologic condition that happens Extremely rarely with the uh, with 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 the vaccines in older populations, but on the order of one in a million or one in two million. Mm-hmm. Okay, so let's put this all together. I think for young people, there's really very little benefit. Mm-hmm. Young, let's say teenagers, and there's some risk of harm. Why Very little benefit because COVID is not all that serious in young people. Right. Yeah. So the cost benefit is very is 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 doesn't tilt in favor of the vaccine for young people. Now there are serious people who disagree. They say, look, uh, COVID is a little more uh, harmful in young than you think, and the and the and the vaccine is not all that harmful, which is true. The second part is not that is true. And so, but again, this is a conversation you have between your doctor and you and your parent and, and the and the and the child, right? Mm-hmm. About that, looking at the data seriously um, for older people. The vaccine, to me, is is defanging the disease. We've turned the disease into something that was is much less deadly. That plus the natural natural immunity that's built up with the population. So it's a complicated message, um, which unfortunately has been. It's really easy to like lose track of all of this uh, and, and and try to say, well, vaccine works. Vaccines don't work. When in fact, the key question isn't whether they work or don't work. Although that's part of it. The key question is, is it wise given the situation you find yourself
0: in. So a couple a couple I things. Say there? Ah.
5: Hold on. I gotta, I gotta ah. say this. This, Raise is, so
1: your hand. Raise
0: your this hand. is so important. This is so important.
1: It seems like your economic side is balancing out your physician side.
5: <laughs> you know nah. what I mean? Like, and,
1: and, and I love this blend of the two because you're you're actually weighing the differences between the two and saying, hey, here's the pluses here. Here's what ends up happening if you go this way. And there's some benefits and negative benefits to it. And but you're winning on this side versus like yes and no. Right. And so it really comes back to how about you make the decision that best suits you for your situation. OK, Gabe, go ahead.
0: Now, as I understand it, um, which that is could they be had, very scary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, for, for real. Uh, I, they changed the definition of what constitutes a vaccine back in October to be able to allow for this new mRNA vaccine. Is, is that is that true?
6: I, I mean, I, this is a new technology. Uh, the the uh, it's used under an emergency use authorization
0: doesn't that bother you
6: no Uh, because i'll tell you why because this is a it it is a serious disease for the older population that the eua designation is is was there in place in order for situations like this Mm -hmm. Um, what bothers me is forcing people to take the vaccine when it is an emergency use situation yeah right Right. I think it is right that the FDA permit people to use the, to, to get the vaccine. Mm-hmm. That's what the EUA did.
5: Mm-hmm.
6: It permitted people to get the vaccine when otherwise it would have taken years to get approval for it. Okay. So that is a good thing. The bad thing is to then say uh, to somebody who's vaccine hesitant because, they, you know, like the CDC's lost all, tr- you know, people have lost all trust in the CDC right, and then right. force them to say, oh, you must take the vaccine or else yeah. you lose your job. You lose your ability to send your kids to school. You lose your ability to fly anywhere. All of that is designed to build distrust in public health. And I think it's just deeply unethical. Um, so I think the EU way is a good thing, Gabe. The the problem, because it allows the vaccine to be used, yeah. and, it, and I said, I think it's been a good thing. Yeah. Um forcing people to use the vaccine when it is an emergency use thing is is a, is a mistake and even after they declare it not not non use, they approve it finally yeah. it would still be unethical to force people to take it
2: so not you're not concerned though dr j at all about sort of the the technology itself the the sort of gene therapy thing the uh, mrna um stuff um, as far as you're concerned on the scientific side of things you're, you don't have any you know I've, I've, I've read some stuff about you know long-term side effects or maybe making you more vulnerable to other strains Hands
0: growing out of people's necks. Okay. So, no, no, you know. no. That's not what it's
5: <laughs> wrong vaccine. But like,
2: I don't, like making people more vul- more vulnerable to these kinds of um, viruses, you know, that are like variants or you know anything like that. Yeah.
6: So let me let me describe the mRNA technology. So then so we can talk about the about like the, the, the dangers of it. Yeah. From that perspective, right? So, um, what what is this technology? So the 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 the, uh, the way that that our bodies work, uh, like mechanically, is that we have DNA. That's in, in our nucleuses of our cells. Right. The DNA codes for proteins. The pr- the way the proteins get made is the DNA, it's like a tightly guarded thing. You can't you can't like let it out. So what they do is like what, what our cells do is that we, we copy the part of the DNA that, uh, that that codes for the protein and turn it into RNA, mm-hmm. messenger RNA. Right. It comes out into the outside of the nucleus, then there's a whole mechanism to turn the mRNA into a protein okay. based on the the, the 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 sort of plan in the DNA,
5: right?
6: Um, now that's that's just true for every every cell in your bo- nearly every cell in your body is like that, right? So you have this like uh, you have the, the, the nucleus DNA mRNA yeah. protein that's that central dogma of, of biology. Um, what this vaccine does is it sort of hijacks the mechanism. I mean, very cleverly. Actually, quite I think it's actually a good technology in that sense. Uh, whether it works or not is a different question, right? So here, here I think it there's evidence that it does. Okay, um, you take A snippet of the virus that codes for part of the virus in this case the spike protein of the virus okay you create an mrna version of that and inject it into into our 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 cells that are around here some might go out and that that might cause side effects but mostly it's around here uh where where you get the injection and then the cells that it gets into then starts producing the spike protein The spike, your immune system reacts to the spike protein, produces antibodies, produces T cells, learns to react to the spike protein. So that when you are challenged with COVID virus, you recognize it and and inactivate it. Or you reduce, that's why it reduces severe illness, because you've trained your immune system through the creation of spike protein created by the mRNA. Now, what are the problems with this? Uh, One is the spike protein doesn't always just stay at the site. Right? So, like, why does it cause myocarditis? Probably because the spike protein migrates over there, causes inflammation in the mm. wrong place.
5: Okay. Mm-hmm.
6: Um, the, so the question isn't the mRNA technology itself. The question is this, the, the, all of, the, all of the, 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 the serious side effects that I know about are linked, I think, to the, the, the immune reaction to the spike protein
5: okay.
6: or the inflammation caused by spike protein in wrong places. It, but we've seen from the data is rare, except in certain populations. Okay right? Now, I actually personally am quite excited by the mRNA technology because, for instance, people are now talking about using it to uh, get a vaccine for malaria, a, a disease that kills tens of millions of poor people around the world. If we actually had an effective vaccine for malaria, it would transform the world.
5: Mm-hmm.
6: It would make the lives of so many, many poor people everywhere much, much better, right? Uh, it's, it's, it is actually a good technology. So I think the fact that it's being forced on people in a way that creates distrust, I think, is really harmful for public health for, for the poor. Yeah, right? Yeah. Well,
0: um, yeah and so and Doctor J, does the, uh, have they done? And, um, because this is really important. Wow. What I have the questions I have to ask. <laughs> Can a brother get a question in a minute? Um, have they done studies to see that the to kind of verify that the T cells are being created from this uh, vaccine?
6: Uh, yeah. So the, the, the T cells do respond. There are, there is a body of literature that says that it, I, my reading of this literature is that it's not as complete a response as natural immunity. So if you've had COVID and recovered, you're probably, you're likely to have much, is you're likely to have better immunity than if you've had the vaccine, but the vaccine immunity is good enough to protect you against severe disease. Practically that's what matters. And it does, it is, it's good enough to protect you against severe disease. It, there's lots of good news that come out of this. But, um, uh, whether you know whether whether the the, the uh, disease the protection lasts for a long time? Well, we've only had the vaccine for seven eight months. I don't know the answer to that question. No no one really does. Um, it seems like it lasts. It it, it it's likely to be somewhat long lasting. The, the the disease the the immunity you get from natural infection we now know lasts quite a long time, uh, and that and it's not the antibodies. The antibodies fade. But the the T cells and other cellular mechanisms of protection are actually quite effective that and protect you against severe illness for a long time. Go ahead, nox
1: uh, So, Doc, uh, is there a brother in the room? Go, go, go ahead, Nock. Is there a brother yeah, okay. in the room? I, I, I know we got to let you go. I know you got to run. I just there's there might be two questions here. One of them is, um, one of the big talk in the beginning of this last year, especially around March, um, maybe April, around May, was talking about reaching herd immunity and reaching herd immunity would kind of put an end to some of this and you know have we reached herd immunity yet at all so nobody's uh, talking about that anymore
6: <laughs> yeah so i think the problem is like what does herd immunity really mean like i think herd immunity became a synonym for the disease is gone yeah okay that is not what herd immunity means right, right. herd immunity means that uh, a that a sufficient fraction of the population is is, is immune either by natural infection or by vaccination so that if they get exposed, they're, you're not going to cause a serious illness. It's not that the cases go away. Right. It's that, you ha- that one person infected doesn't pose a danger to very many other people in the population. Right. So in that sense, herd immunity, we've reached. Mm. In the sense hey, of, the, but
0: you heard it here. We've reached we, it. We have reached it. <laughs> Put your mask but on. and not, Shut up. It just, I mean, it's still.
6: It's, look, look. There are other other coronaviruses we worry about that that, that are herd immunity that that that, that, yeah. that comes in the winter and goes. Yeah. Uh, the flu. I mean, there there, there are all kinds. Of not, well, not so much the flu because the flu the strain the strain spreads, but even there you have sufficient a lot of protection in the population. Um, the 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 but but the herd immunity is a. A absolutely a well-known phenomenon that, that protects against many, many Zika, for instance, I think people think is herd immunity protects us against Zika. Um, it's a well-known phenomenon that that is like, it's just a biological fact. It's just uh-huh. poorly understood. I think yeah. uh, shockingly, but I think by many epidemiologists, but also by the public at large. Yeah. It's not a magic thing that stops the virus, and makes it go away altogether. Right. right. Yeah. I so, got one more no, question. No, no, no. I, 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 hope- okay. I get the last question.
5: You
0: go and question. then I'll go.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so, Doc, with that being the case, why is it that everyone is only talking about the vaccine? I hear that we have 47 percent, the majority, 47 percent of people in America who have been vaccinated. I mean, it could be that no one has calculated how many people have actually had the coronavirus and survived it. I mean, with that being the case, it, it, I mean, why why are we pushing vaccines in such a way that, Even those who've had it. Even those who have had it. Or or pushing mandates. It seems like something that shouldn't be political is becoming very, very political to the point that it makes everybody Mm -hmm. nervous. And it it honestly has me on edge about what the future looks like if the government continues to push a certain type of narrative Mm -hmm. of controlling my life. And health. I mean, what's
6: what's happened, I think, there's there's a deep psychological problem here. It's, It's actually even a spiritual problem, I think. Yeah. Right, we have basically turned uh, our neighbor into a bag of germs. To think of. we think of them as, as threats to us, as opposed to neighbors, neighbors and people to love. Wow. Um, we and uh, this this division, this like desired scapegoat, is, is like it's. Mm. I think that's that we've seen this all through history. I think, I think we're seeing a version of that now. Mm. Uh, people are so scared about their, their health with regard to the coronavirus that they want to blame somebody, mm-hmm. and back back uh, back in the uh, a day a few months ago it was anyone who didn't wear a mask right and now it's where anyone didn't get a vaccine
5: mm-hmm.
6: the reality is that your neighbor does not pose a very sh- sharp threat to you. If, you if you if you're older you can get vaccinated if you're younger you're protected by by uh, either by previous infection the vaccine or by the fact that and by the fact that you're young and are not particularly vulnerable to the bad outcomes from covid right um so we should we shouldn't we should. I mean, I really think it's a spiritual problem. I think mm-hmm. we have trained each other over the, cou- over the course of the year, And last year and a half, to look at each other as if we were just bags of germs, vectors mm-hmm. of disease, mm-hmm. uh, as opposed to as opposed to uh, friends, neighbors,
0: loved ones. You yeah. preaching, doc. Um, you preaching, yeah. doc. Um, last last question. You better be happy. I like you. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Uh, the origins of the virus has been uh, really mm. heated heated up this this last couple of months, especially between Rand Paul and Dr. Fauci. Um, do you? Who you got? Five hundred on who? <laughs> Five hundred on Fauci. Five hundred on Ryan. I'm just wondering. You know, do, do, I guess two questions here within that last question. <laughs> do Do you believe the origins are have come out of you know the Wuhan lab? And secondly, do you believe that it's possible? that fauci and some of his funding might have funded the the creation of this virus
6: so, so the first question the answer is i don't know um, it's not a, and uh the way to know would be for china to cooperate <laughs> in a real probe and we the, uh, now um the biological evidence i've seen leans toward this being some kind of lab leak Okay. Not a not a virus that was evolved in nature that spread to humans naturally and then then find them in the lab, but we don't know that for a fact. Right. Uh, the, the, the 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 molecular biologists that I'm friends with think that that's more likely than not, mm-hmm. but we don't know for certain. Okay. okay. Uh, Doctor Fauci certainly funded gain of function research. What is gain of function research? Gain of function research goes uh, so, so go back to like. I don't remember. Two thousand. Let's just say two thousand one, two thousand two, two thousand three, two thousand. There's 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 uh, concern about avian flu.
5: Yeah. Right.
6: And avian flu is like bird flu. The question is: Does can it evolve and and then start to spread among humans? And so the scientific community, virologists, decided that they could answer that question. How likely is it that this this virus could spread to humans? What the way they did this is by changing parts of the virus to try to make it infect human cells in vitro in a, in, a, mm. in a Petri dish. That's what game of function is. You take a virus existing in nature, alter it, and then see if you can give it new functionality. In this case, the ability to infect human cells in vitro. That actually happened. The, the NIH, the American NIH, Chinese government, all the UK government funded that research,
5: mm-hmm.
6: including Dr. Fauci's NIH, NIAID. Mm-hmm. Uh, with, in cooperation with the Chinese, including the lab in Wuhan, that where the virus, you know, the, where, Wuhan where the virus originated, um, that that is certainly the case. In 2014, there was a pause put on this by the because people, st- some scientists started to be concerned that this was dangerous research, yeah. viruses. There right. could be a lab leak. Right.
5: Mm-hmm. There
6: was a pause, and then there was put in place a process eventually in 2017 where Dr. Fauci had to sign off on every single project proposed by researchers that the NIH funds. And he signed off on a, a score of them, actually, uh, including in 2014 and 2017. He still signed off on a bunch of them, including ones where uh, there was funding to uh, uh, this Health Alliance group that cooperated with the lab, that funded the lab in Wuhan to, to do gain-of-function research. Mm-hmm. That is absolutely true. And I think in that testimony with Rand Paul, Dr. Fauci was very, very evasive. The, the defense he gave was that the NIH signed off on this research because it wasn't gain of function, by some by some technicality. Uh, it, it's, it's research, as Dr. Paul said, that was that changed the functionality of the virus to see if it could infect human cells. It may ha- meet the technicality. That Dr. Fretz says I don't I don't claim to. I mean I, I don't think he's a, intentionally lied on that. But it, what is true is that he signed off on an exceptionally dangerous research project. Mm. And he doesn't want to take responsibility for that. Wow. They, that's really so. The question is not so much of lying one way or the other, by Fauci. The question is one of responsibility for signing off on a project yeah. that was, I, I, you know, I don't. It's not directly. It's not the virus. It's not the SARS-CoV-2 virus itself that they were, were looking at. That's true. That's Doctor Fauci's. Uh, Doctor Fauci's like defense. Right. But that kind of research done by Wuhan lab and 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 the United States is exceptionally dangerous. And, it, and many people think that it's more likely than not, in fact, that that kind of research may have led to the the, the lab leak and also to the, the SARS-CoV-2 virus. That, that last part's not proven. Mm. That's still speculative.
1: Wow. Dr. J, um, how can people keep track with what you're doing and follow you? Do you have a blog, website that people can go to? Because I'm gonna tell you, I, I just wanna listen to you talk about everything. <laughs> I just, what does Dr. J say on the issue?
6: I appreciate that. Uh, so I've, I've been working with a with a. There's a project called Collateral Global. You can go to collateralglobal.org, and I'm the editor in chief of this. Uh, the, our goal is to to document all of the harms of the lockdown. There's now enormous amounts of scientific evidence coming out about harms to the health of people, people who mm. skip cancer p- treatment, people mm. who skip going to the doctor for diabetes, uh, huge numbers of people worldwide who, who uh, children who skip real needed vaccinations. Um, people who have tens of millions of people who've starved worldwide as a consequence of the economic damage from the lockdowns. And we're in the process of like documenting those. You can see on collateral World.org, a lot of the evidence we put together. And, and more than that, we want to make it accessible to the public. It's not just egg-headed studies, but things that are that people can read and see um, and have people tell their stories. The lockdowns are, I think, a pivotal event in the lives of basically everyone on earth. And we want to be able to tell, we want people to remember that and hear, hear those stories for forever. And that's what CollateralGlobal.org Collateral
0: is. Global Global. Org. Mm. Org. Yep, I'm there. I'm going there right I'm now. There. We I'm just there right got now. Dr. Jenny, just Global.
1: closed out the show with us. Thank you so much for being on Cross Politics. Yeah, Appreciate that, man. Appreciate you. If you're single, get married. If you're married, have kids. And if you have kids, go baptize them. Until next week, love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Love your neighbor as yourself. Go fight, laugh, and feast this is cross politics. John Jay, he talked me off the cliff man I was about to I I,
0: I appreciate him (laughs) that's good I still think we're going to be watching people with hands out of their necks here. (laughs) Hi I'm Robert Borton CEO of Classical
1: Conversations our most precious commodity is time no one has ever lied on their deathbed wishing they had spent more time making money they all wish they had spent more time creating a legacy our modern education system steals that legacy steals that time from our children That's why I'm passionate about homeschooling. That's why at Classical Conversations, we want to give you more time to create that legacy, follow your passions, and glorify God. Visit classicalconversations.com for more information.